0: coming up on this episode of the Mario Rosenstock podcast
1: i've 90 fantastic man and iconic i mean yeah. that, that's a voice that Anybody would want to try and. And do you still do
0: me, Martin Can you? Um,
1: I can do him, but I'm, I'm under strict orders. I'm. Not, you're not going to catch me. From him. <laughs> no, from everybody, the family in particular. Michal <laughs> Martin has the ball now. <laughs> Michal Martin. He looks at his advisor. The advisor saying, "No, Me, Martin's on the twenty. Michal Martin's on the fifteen. The advisor's
0: waving his hands. The advisor. They go to Hawkeye. The advisor says, "Kneel, kneel, kneel, kneel. Michal Martin is down on the ground. He's kneeling. He didn't understand that your man was speaking Irish. He can't get down on the ground." <laughs> Well, I can promise you that you've probably not heard an interview with Tóniste Mihal Martin quite like the one you're about to hear. Listen, an awful lot of what he said um, about political issues is already on the public record. So I wanted to kind of obviate that. That doesn't mean to say I didn't ask him one or two tough questions, which I did. Uh, But I wanted to try and get a different kind of interview out of the person, a more personal interview. Um, And I found him to be a person of um, very good fun, easy to be around. um, And to me, it seemed a person of essential decency and integrity. As I said, though, I did put one or two tough questions to him as well. And one or two things that I feel particularly strongly about. Um, He's good crack. We rarely get to see that side of politicians um, in the doll and are on current affairs shows. And we certainly did get a taste of it in this episode. He talks about his love of impressions, which really surprised me. I didn't even know that. He even does a few impressions for us, impromptu and unprepared. Uh, He tells me what he thinks of my gift grub caricature of him. He also talks about his relationship with Leo Varadkar behind the scenes, a time he spent in the North trying to understand the unionist perspective, the return of Bertie Ahern, getting into bed with Sinn Féin
1: and Mary Lou, and lots, lots more. I think I had their own concentric circles, and you dance around and stop Ask a man in front of you who's the biggest influence in his life. And so I said, my father, and so on. And who so was on opposite me but David Irvine, loyalist? Yeah. Kirsty Spence was my uh, favorite, uh, my mentor, uh, Benjamin Crumlin Road roadio. And I'd say, <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> it's good to know this guy. That's pretty good. Uh,
0: why do you do that thing with your hands where you kind of go like this with your hands? You often do that. Uh, I do, um, not as
1: much, no, yeah? because you keep on imitating <laughs> <me>. <laughs> You know what I mean? You do that thing as uh, if you're. Yeah, <laughs> you did it on the late, late with me, I you did. That, uh, it did yeah, I did, yeah, I did, yeah, I did. Yeah. You do You do it as I, if I, you're. I, I do express with hands. You do, yeah. 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 No, that's good. It's a uh, sign of an intelligent person, actually. Is it? Yeah, yeah. We shouldn't We shouldn't be talking about this Mario, anyway, you know, Mario can you ask him But, but, but sorry, we shouldn't okay, be talking about this I mean we, we, would you, would you back I, I never like talking about the presidency when My, Micho, would, him, would you The incumbent president Would you back you know? uh, Could he be a Fianna Fáil Could he be a Fianna candidate Well I do you know No 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 no
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're doing your stuttering again you're, li- you're actually literally avoiding the question Sinn Féin are happy to be a bridge Over troubled waters For Fianna Fáil
1: Micheál Would the bridge be steady <laughs> <laughs> I could say worse, but I won't.
0: <laughs> we actually covered so much ground in this interview and he gave me so much of his time um, that we stayed in studio chatting for over an hour and a half. So we've decided to break the conversation up into two parts, the first of which you're listening to right now. I really think you're going to hear a side to Hall Martin that you may not have heard before. And listen, I hope you enjoy the chat. Before we get to it, though, this is where you get exclusive comedy sketches on the Mario Rosenstock podcast. And what was the big story this week? Well, there's so much going around this golf, there's rugby, there's the budget coming up. But you know what? What about the 159 million euro coke hall? coke hall off the Cork Coast? Well, Wexford Coast first and then the Cork Coast, which was it? But anyway, Eamon Dunphy is on the case on his podcast, The Stand. Hello, this is The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, one of the biggest drug hauls in Irish history was made this week off the coast of Cork. Uh, We're joined now by probably Ireland's most renowned crime correspondent. uh, That is, of course, John Giles. John, 159 million euro of cocaine. What do we know, John? I think it came up from Panama, Eamon. Yes, yes. That's a lot of coke, John. Yeah, but what I want to know is, why would anybody want to sniff cocaine, aiming? Well, apparently it makes people, I've only heard that it makes people feel feel better, John, maybe yeah, feel yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. What well, can they not feel great without it, Eamon? I mean... Yes, yes. And it's called cocaine, Eamon. So yes. why are they calling it all these other stupid, fancy names that I'm hearing? Yeah, well, what names, John? Well, I'm hearing blow, aiming for starters. Yeah. No. Bolivian marching Powder. Yay-o. Yeah. I mean, what's yay yo? Yes, yes, Bouncing Powder, John. The Devil's Dandruff. Yes. Eight ball. Rock candy. No, oh. no. That's crack, John. Crack no, cocaine. That's, that's, it's no crack at all, amen Just call it what it is. Cocaine. I'm just glad it didn't end up in Dublin, amen I mean... Yes, it's very fortunate it yeah. didn't end up here. And yeah. just goes to show what I've always believed, John, yeah. that you can't get good coke in this town. Thanks, John. <laughs> so, okay, thanks to Eamon and John. Now, John, crime correspondent, that would be a good one. So let's head over now to studio to hear part one of my fascinating chat with Tániste Michál Martin. He's a big fan of impressions and of accents as well, would you believe. So just before we kicked off the interview properly, we were chatting about the Waterford and Cork accents. So let's drop in on it right there. Origin of accents and everything. And, uh, like, Waterford would be like, Waterford, there, how is he going there by? But they pronounce de Baudelaire And that's very French. L'air. L'air. De Baudelaire Right? So they, the Waterford would take the French. De Baudelaire
1: how'd you, give, how'd, you, how'd you find the Cork one
0: then? Well, you know, man, the Cork is I the know. one that's given to Barbados and all that. So, like, all the, all the ministers went over from Cork to Barbados and then they started getting the language and and the, and the accent, like the Cork fellas. So, basically, you hear that, you make an accent there. So, sure, that's half Cork. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Tániste Mihal Martin Tonishta. Tonishta Mihal Martin and myself are talking about accents you're intrigued by accents um, awesome. and welcome to Mario Rosenstock's podcast thank you for joining thank me. you very much indeed yes. thank you uh, you were Hi. saying there about the first time uh, what you saw it on television yeah I,
1: th- I think the, the the first time uh, that we really noticed you taking off me was uh, a great moment uh, during the I think 2011 general election it's Willie O'Dea it's Vincent Brown and it's <laughs> yours truly and uh, I'm in an autobuy outfit. Uh, I had just... Do you know joined, why you were in an autobuy outfit? Uh, well that, that's a matter for you. I mean, Because uh, I thought that
0: you were kind of a holier-than-thou, cleaner-than-clean figure within Fianna Fáil that was going to clean up the... Let's say that the, 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 the uglier bits of Feet of Fall and that you were the kind of local parish priest that's going to come in like in, in John B. Keane play or whatever and clean them up. God
1: forbid. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but anyway, you ended up doing. But it was the happiest moment of the election. The election was, was terrible, as you know. We, we lost an awful lot of seats and it was in the middle of the crash and all that. I remember the kids were younger at the time and they thought it was fantastic. The sketch. The sketch. Yeah. And when I got home, like they wanted to replay it and watch it with me, they thought this was very good. Yeah, yeah. The highlights of the campaign. <laughs> you were and you, you in an altar boy outfit. Uh, in the altar boy outfit, but I think Willie as well. Like you know, and of course, I got caught during the election. Taking off the Chinese accent. Well, let's just—I'm just, uh, not going to do it again. No, no.
0: Let's just uh, let's just stick on this for a moment yeah. because this is where I wanted to jump off with you yeah. on this on this podcast. Tarnished to me, Hall Martin. I was reading a little uh, a thing about Mick Clifford wrote a little article, and then I just caught yeah. this bit of the article, and in it he said that you were always a fan of mimicry and
1: impersonations. Is this true? Absolutely, yeah. When I was a young child and a youngster in school, um, the big one was Ian Paisley. I could do, I have to say it, I could do a great yeah. Ian Paisley at 13 years of age. Wow. Can you I do it suppo- now? I could, but I'm not going to try. How about if I gave um, you a little bit of Jerry Adams? And I can remember... Uh, before <laughs> the dressing room, when I played with Nemo Rangers, and for some weird reason, the, the, the selectors would say Michal me, give us a blast of Empire's a there, will you before yeah. the match," you know. And I would literally go, and Ulster will be right. And Ulster, Ulster will, fight, will uh, be right. right. Is and it something like that? And I'd be roaring and screaming. <laughs> and the, 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 Ulster says. The selectors got a great kick out of it, you know. Yeah. And then in school, um, I, I, I suppose I was always interested in mannerisms, how people mm. deported themselves. If we had a free class. And i went to the Closure Free. You get the odd free class that time, uh, particularly if you're out in the prefabs right. in the yard. And um, I would start taking off, the, I'd go up to the top of the class yeah. and I start mimicking the teachers. Oh, yes. Apparently, one teacher saw me doing it, mm. but didn't intervene. He thought it was great fun, said that class have great spirit, and let them off. Yeah, And um, so I could do most of the teachers. Um, and I just enjoyed it. And I think, I don't know, it probably something within me. I mean, I'm told my father's great party piece was he could mimic hare and That's his, a hard one. And his party piece was the 1945 All-Ireland final, Cork versus Kevin. We're big Cork, Gaelic football yeah. kind of DNA people. And that was his party piece. He could do the introduction to the All-Ireland. Yeah. He could name the two teams. In that sort of Mihala hair yeah. voice up and down and give, give the extra colour yeah. to the, the. What about Mihala Mahertik? I could do Mihala Mahertik. I, I, I remember, Let's coming, have a I remember coming home from an intermediate football match. I was dragged out because they were short, Castletown Bear. And some of the times these league matches turn into epic occasions mm-hmm. when you have a meal and a few pints and it's a long journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had a kind of a helper and a prompter. And I d- interviewed all the bus in a Mihala hair accent. Michal Amar Mar- 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 Hurtig? Yes, yes, More yes, so. Mar- Mar- Hurtig accent, sorry. Michal Amar Hurtig accent. Who's still alive, 90-ish. Fantastic man and iconic. I mean, yeah. that, that's a voice that... Anybody would want to try and.
0: And do you still do me, Holomartic? Can you do?
1: Him? Um, I can't do him, but I'm, I'm under strict orders. I'm I I'm. Not, you're not going to catch me. From him. <laughs> no, from everybody, the family in particular. Michal Martin has the ball now. <laughs> Michal Martin, he looks at his advisor. The advisor's saying no.
0: Michal Martin's on the 20. Michal Martin's on the 15. The advisor's
2: waving his hands. The
0: advisor, they go to Hawkeye. The advisor says, kneel, 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 kneel. Michal Martin is down on the ground. He's kneeling. He didn't understand that your man was speaking Irish. He can't get down on the ground. <laughs>
1: Fantastic. Well done. (laughs) Very good.
0: Let's get to the meat of it all. Let's get to the meat of it all. Oh, yeah. First, corroborate a story. This is behind the scenes stuff. You see, you
1: and I got into a lift
0: this morning. Yes. And uh, with your advisors. So nothing I can say can be taken off the record. Yeah. And that lift has been the source of so many moments. So this morning I got into a lift with you mm-hmm. and you said uh, so, so what are we talking about this morning on uh, loose talk and your man said, uh, said I think we're going to be talking about the health and you said I thought we were talking about the fence <laughs> so immediately there's chaos
1: all over the place not really chaos just eyes up to heaven everything's
0: under control Mario
1: Mario, there's no need to fear there's no need to rush yeah, yeah. no need to panic but but yeah, but yeah, as you know yourself you have to give out like hell before you go on and then it's all serenity once you're on you exactly know? the duck the duck with
0: the legs underwater why do you do that thing with your hands where you kind of go like this with your hands you often do that uh, I do. Um
1: yeah. not as much no. Yeah. because you keep on imitating <laughs> <it>. <laughs> You know what I mean? You do that thing as if uh, you're yeah, <laughs> you did it on the late, late with me. I you did, that, you uh, did yeah, I did, yeah, I did. Yeah. You do you do it as I, if I, you're someone I do express with hands. You do, yeah. Time. No, that's good. It's a sign of an intelligent person actually.
2: Is it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I often I've done some research on this <laughs> that people who use their hands a lot <laughs> are very intelligent. No, corroborate a story for me. So yeah. that lift in two thousand eleven I got into that lift. Yeah. And just as it closed a foot came and got in the lift two men got in one of them was an advisor and the other was Brian Cowan 2010 Taoiseach the lift lasted five seconds tenseness the lift opened the Taoiseach looked at me and he went well obviously I'm giving you lots of material these days I'm anyway going forward don't I
1: <laughs> and that's what he said second time he was a great mimic Hurt. Brian, 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 isn't and he could m- do me O'Mara as well he could he could do many and he was he who could, could he do he, um, what was it, I think it was the, the, the great golfer he could do he could do anything yeah. Yeah. So I know he was top class he was probably one of the better mimics mimics and dialogue <laughs> in, in, in terms of his capacity to take people off yeah yeah because it comes back to storytelling it does it comes back to embellishing a story that's exactly it and if you're Talking, if it's all monotone... It adds colour. Yeah, but it adds colour. Um, And I think, you know, when five or six people get together and you want to tell a story, you want to tell it well. The
0: second person that got into the lift with me, um, and this is all true, was the door closed and stilettos got in and a very, very tall woman got in and it was Joan Burton. Oh, Again, seven seconds of total quietness, door opens and she went, By the way! You can't do me. <laughs> You're gracious, Willie O'Dee. But you can't do me. Did you say that? She said, you can't do me. <laughs> and pretty much everybody I meet say they can't do me. So like, for example, I met Willie O'D, and he went, No, you can't do me at all. You're very good at Michael Noonan, I have to say. Very, very, very good at Michael Noonan. <laughs> very good. Right? I've had it through Michal Martin as well. The Limerick people are doable. Oh, they're doable. In the all more ways than one, Micheál. And you've shown, <laughs> you shown that <laughs> we're doable. You've <laughs> shown that we're doable. We're doable, we're biddable, we're beddable. And then, and then this fella came over to me one night and he went, Why don't you do me at all?
2: You never do me. You're always doing Bertie. You're doing Bertie Roger the Dodger. He's getting out of jail. He's getting out of prison. He's doing everything. And you never do me. Would you ever
0: do me? Any little sausage finger beckoning me forward?
2: <laughs> Would you ever do me at all?
0: And then about two weeks later, I started doing him. I started talking about a wibbly wobbly wonder. I started talking about melons and billions of euros been lost, and the deep breath.
1: Can you ever? Uh, <laughs> the one time I feel sorry for you guys, Michael Noonan, I think is uh, has that distinctive voice oh, that a yeah, lot easy. of you. He's easy and then there was, there was occasions when he, when he took time out yeah. he, we put it that way we, you know he had been leader of Yeah. then he went to a valley period mm. which can happen in politics and I'm saying what does Mario do what does um, all the others do yeah. this this was a staple part of the diet if you like or the media do yeah. yeah. and now for the time being it's gone <laughs> Uh, reemerges, of course, yeah. as minister for finance. You, you, you and, lose and you, a character. Your from your list. Yeah, you're losing a character. Yeah. and um, I often wonder. If that's a that's a big. One.
0: It is. Some, there are some uh, bad times and there's some good times. There's yeah. some, some fallow periods and yeah. there's some full periods. Yeah, yeah. Put it like for many many years, for twenty years, the the fallow period. There was a fallow period in Britain because you couldn't do anybody in Britain because it was all Ed Miliband, Dave Miliband, John Miliband, Pilly Miliband, <laughs> Billy Miliband, Millie <laughs> Miliband, and they all sound the, the same. The era Blairism. The right? era Blairism, <laughs> and they all sound the same and look the same, and they all kind of, you know... So you, you said the hell
1: of a centre-ground politics, basically. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I wanted <laughs> to go to the fringes,
0: right? So that, so then they go, you know, everybody talks like that, you know, and yeah, obviously, yeah. you know, going forward, there's a party for yeah, Britain, you yeah. know, and it's, it's very, very bland. And then suddenly out of it nothing you know may I say blunderbuss absolutely <laughs> <laughs> fantastic here we go up the yard let's get it done in the colonies you know and all this and you're there oh my god it's a
1: gift um, <laughs> he, he was uh, a sorry, gift he was i gift sorry from your perspective yeah. <laughs> Cor- corroborate a story <laughs> and good good, good um, again like Morris you, like, he was that kind of character I mean if, sit down and have a chat with him it was always a good experience now, nothing might have come afterwards or, you know, you could do policy, you could do all that. But very enjoyable sort of social experience. I get your point. So he would always add color to any conversation. I mean, I watched the rugby match in Twickenham with him Ireland and England. It was great fun because the referee sent off the English guy uh, almost five minutes in. And if you don't know the rules of rugby that well, which if we're honest, not everybody does. Uh, we, we all pretend we do. But let's be honest, we're gone after a couple of minutes. You know, there's a technical fault somewhere. And if you're a guy kind of person, come you say Well, they should never send a fellow off in five minutes, even if he kills somebody, you don't send them off because you kill the game. Like you're not kind gonna... <laughs> <laughs> of. So I'm saying the bar. I ah, don't something kind of ruins the game, no, doesn't it? And there's an expert alongside him that he has brought along. Yeah, I don't know, Who is this referee anyway kind of thing you know. and, and that's I, good You see but, you've, got but, but, your, hey, you've got your impression uh, boots but, uh, on But with great timing because I knew he had had been having challenges mm. with, with this nationality I said he's French Boris <laughs> 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 That a wonderful silence
0: Corroborate this story for me yeah. So I'm walking out of the studio there three weeks ago or yeah. about a month ago and who did I bump into? Pascal Donahue. Yeah And Pascal Donahue in person is actually a very, very warm and friendly person, right? So he throws his arms in the air like this and he smiles and he goes, Mario, 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 let me tell you (laughs) a story about something that happened to me. And it's a very, very, very interesting story. So there I was. I was going to meet the Taoiseach, Mihal Martin. And Mihal Martin is absolutely punctual, absolutely to a T. He is never, ever, ever late. Is that true?
1: I can't corroborate that.
0: Yeah.
2: Anyway, I, I
0: I said, I'm going to be late to the meeting. And the reason I'm going to be late to the meeting was I had to pull over onto the side of the road and listen to a gift grub sketch featuring myself at a Christmas party and Hall Martin. I got to the meeting with the Taoiseach and he wasn't there. He was late. Anyway, six minutes later, he turns up and he says, I'm very, very, very sorry. Sorry, I can't do Michal Martin. I'm very, very, very sorry that I'm late, but I had to pull over onto the side of the road because I was listening to a sketch <laughs> of you, Pascal, t- with me at the Christmas party. Do you remember that, Michal? I do, I do. Oh, yeah. do you? That's yeah, so true. Yeah, true. yeah. So Pascal wasn't lying. No,
1: no and Pascal, would, Pascal wouldn't lie. Uh, so that is a true story? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. But you do a very good Pascal. Um, yes. And Pascal is as true, you know, I mean... Uh, I enjoy meeting Pascal yes. and uh, and um, he in many ways <clears throat> what you get in, in 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 a private conversation is very similar to what he said in Very straight guy. Will you
0: will you put on uh, your headphones there for <coughs> you? Oh my god, I will, yeah. yeah. We have some callers who are listening in. Can
1: you learn that a bit there? That's very low there, no, yeah. Um okay, ready? So yeah, yeah, Leo's yeah. on the line. Say hello to Leo. Yeah, yeah. Hello Leo. Yeah. Uh, hi, am Leo.
0: how are you? You're <laughs> <laughs> sounding great. You're really good at podcasts.
1: Uh, yeah, to go and yeah, but look I can teach anytime Leo and um, I have a new one coming out on the budget and um, Great, that sounds well, really It's intriguing. shameless coffee. It's, it's stimulating. Oh, it uh, be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> brilliant, yeah. Well, um, it's, all, listen, it's, listen, all, I, it's all about fiscal control, uh yeah. and oh, no, um, I, yeah. <clears control. <clears that, I know I have plenty of fiscal control. Thanks. I know you yeah. do as
0: well. And um, we leave that to Pascal anyway, so uh, Pascal is uh, the, the fiscal man. I just wanted to ask you, um, do you ever think that like um, you and I might do a two-hander together? You know, uh, um, podcast.
1: The look at that, Leo mightn't be great. You know. You well, I mean, uh, we've you know, kind
0: of been doubling up for the last couple of years, anyway. We? Yeah, well, we've
1: retained our uh, identities and our yeah, we can of particular still in you know the way Vogue
0: Williams and Joanne McNally do. My therapist ghosted me. Oh
1: God! Yeah, sorry. not <laughs> <laughs> the late lately chosen. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah.
0: They have a podcast called "My Therapist Ghosted Me," so. Uh, I know.
1: <coughs> sorry. Yeah,
0: maybe we I could do. Them. Maybe we could do the electorate ghosted me. I
1: don't know. What do you think of that? <laughs> Would you go for it? I have my own journey, Leo. <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> well, Leo. Leo raises a very interesting point there. Thank you, Leo. He's gone. Um, Leo raises an interesting point there. Are you interested in continuing the present government?
1: Am I interested in continuing the present government? Yeah. Um, I think the, each party will go individually to the next election. Uh, I think I am interested in, in, in the type of policies that this government is pursuing. It, it could very well be these three parties, but I think the, the, the fundamentals on climate, the fundamentals on them on, um, in terms of enterprise economy uh, and also um, a fair economy. Um, and and uh, that would be my view. Pro-European Union, pro-enterprise uh, and above all, making sure that we get housing and health um, improved uh, along with the existential crisis, which is
0: climate. So given the numbers, Fianna Fáil would go back in with Fine Gael, given the numbers. Or at least we'd look
1: at it. Well, we'd look at it. Of course, we yeah. would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically, and if if the policies align, it has to be about mm-hmm. policy. And I know you talked
0: earlier about other. How do you get on with Leo? how do you get on with Leo? And how has your relationship changed? I get on well stories? with Leo, and ha- has uh, it changed the relationship? Uh, it has, yeah. Yeah. How? Not
1: quite, because when you're working on, on a regular basis, when you're having meetings almost daily, on a whole lot of topics, you begin to understand each other's mannerisms and so on like that. Um, when and, you say and that, cultures, did you
0: did you? You, I'm trying to glean something from that did you feel and I'm being honest i just trying yeah, to be am, open yeah. about it did you feel that like a lot of people would have felt maybe at the beginning with Leo that there was a bluntness maybe stroke arrogance maybe at the beginning and then now that you've got to know him it's kind of softened out the edges or is, would that be a
1: fair description yeah I, I think the, the, the there would have been a sense of maybe uh, which is understandable that he would, would have been a, a, of, had a partisan view of life as well politically when you're in opposition versus government you tend to look at things through a different lens that's inevitable mm-hmm. um, when you have to work together in government and work through policies and get into the detail uh, um, and particularly during a period like covid when it's it's daily and it's hour long meetings and it's phone calls and all the rest of it you get to understand each other much better um, but each but all of the time of course there there are um, essentials that each party leader has to look out for in terms of their own uh, political yeah. situation within their own parties, within the base, as they okay. use that phrase. But yeah, I mean, you, you just you you operate through a different lens, through a different experience, and yeah. that, that colours it.
0: Quick question: This is just for a, a dilettante in politics, right? I, I like yeah. I like observing the whole political <clears throat> situation, political you know spectrum from the outside. To answer this question, right? So this is an undergraduate debating society question. I put it to you, let's say, right? Yeah. That every other a lot that the political landscape a lot of the other parties have eaten Fianna Fáil's lunch Fianna Fáil's place in our society is not as secure as it was in terms of identity Fine Gael has maybe eaten its economic lunch Sinn Féin has eaten its republican values lunch um, uh, what what's your what would be your what may be your take on that what
1: is Fianna Fáil standing for oh, that don't. is different to Fine Gael I don't buy any of that in terms of people eating our lunch. mm -hmm. I think the world has changed. I think the world has evolved. Society has evolved. Uh, Participation in political parties has declined, not just in Ireland, all over Britain, all over Europe. Uh, We have a lot more movements forming as opposed to classic traditional political parties. So we've all got to try and navigate that. Uh, In terms of, I mean, the idea that someone eats a Republican lunch sort of uh, almost narrows the definition or narrows the... The, the concept of republicanism, like no one has eaten my lunch in that respect because I've been very consistent in terms of having learned over the years it's about uniting people. It's about reconciling with people. It's about understanding people that we didn't understand. When I grew up, uh, it was Brits out. That was simple. It was lovely. Uh, you'd sing all these ballad songs. Um, martyrdom was key. And get the Brits out and everything will be sorted. Mm-hmm. But you learned throughout the 70s and the early 80s. And when I went to the North as an undergraduate student, I went up and I met every single political party I, a bit naively. Met social workers in the Shankill and in West Belfast. And met remember meeting unionists in their living rooms and they roaring at us so rightly rightly saying, like, how would you like it if to it your uncle, because he's wearing a uniform, is, is is murdered. You leave saying, There are there are different perspectives here. This isn't simple. And I remember years later with Andy Kenny and others and um there was twelve TDs went up and we met twelve unionists in Coramila which is a reconciliation centre organised by the Quakers. And they had their own concentric circles, and you dance around and then stop. Ask a man in front of you uh, who's the biggest influence in his life, and he, you. So I said my father, and so on, and, and who was on opposite me but David Irvine, a loyalist. Yep. Gusty Spence was my uh, favourite, uh, my mentor. I uh, met him on Cromwell and Rogiel, And i would saying, <laughs> OK, yeah, yeah, let's get to know this guy. That's pretty good. Uh, but, um, and then I got to know David Irvine. David
0: Irvine was the uh, man with the moustache. Yeah, was, was it PUP or Progressive Unionist Party? PUP, Union, yeah,
1: yeah, But he was so far ahead, I thought myself, in understanding us. Because hmm. we then had a great exercise the following day. We were told, 12 TDs, Look, put up everything on the blackboard that you um, think about unionism, what comes to mind. And I remember, I think it was a term I heard someone say, unsmiling, they don't smile. Mm, (laughs) So mm. so put it all up on the board. Mm. They put loads of stuff on their blackboard. Mm. And I remember, was at the end of someone said, let's give us five minutes to get out of here before they see what we've written. You know, Mm. So they come in Mm. and they look, we do smile. (laughs) 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 That kind of thing. And then they said, uh, Irvine was saying, you're good money politics, good money. I said, yeah. oh, what are you talking about, good money? And they meant good man and all that kind of stuff. And the Beef Tribunal and all that was oh, live at money. the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah see? So good then man. we got to break it down and they, they thought the parish priest wrote my speech uh, every weekend. Mm. Uh, so the Rome rule kind of yeah. thing was alive yeah. and well in their yeah. mythology. Yes. So they had myths about us and yes. we had myths about them. Yes. So where I'm coming to is, it's a long story to tell a basic message, that republicanism in the modern era has to be about understanding where the what we might call the other tradition comes from, try and get at some understanding of it. And in the Seamus Mallon kind of idea, how do we share this place in a peaceful and harmonious way for the next 50, 60 years? We can put all the political configurations on it and politics will evolve and political systems will evolve. But it ultimately is about people being comfortable in each other's space. And Irvine knew more about us. And he said to me at one stage, you know, your problem is, he said, you've got that Southern guilt complex about partition." and I kind of thought about it yeah you're probably right you know Um, because I I joined politics because of Northern Ireland Mm -hmm. now today that might sound a bit odd but back in the 1980s if you remember Mm -hmm. Northern Ireland consumed our politics Mm -hmm. Um, the bombs the bullets the hunger strikes everything like that Uh, and when I was in college it was very hot in in UCC at the time and there used to be uh, meetings and all sorts of um, uh, hot sort of um, debates and all of that which I think formed me as a a person who got active and involved in politics Um, and in in many ways you you discover yourself as you go on the journey um, uh, both as a student subsequently I go into politics um, as a councillor after I left college um, and I was a teacher for five or six years.
0: You you mentioned uh, that was very interesting and particularly the bit about David Irvine and especially what I learned in college as well about people who live Republicans who live one street away from loyalists and they never ever have met are Republicans who live 400 yards away, and they've never, you know, it's it, it, this is the problem: not non-communication, not coming together. Yeah, that's the issue because alienation drives hate, and not knowing each other drives mythology. Mythology drives their big bad monsters down the road. It, they have horns, basically. That's that's you. You imagine things about people that are untrue. You imagine they don't go to the toilet like me. They don't have
1: breakfast. They're just monsters. You know, they're not humans almost. Yeah, there's a very good novel recently, Trespasses, trespasses, um, which just captures that in, 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 in Belfast. That, that attitude of the other towards the other, if you like. That's right. The
0: other t- you, you, just before you came on to this um, podcast, you did an interview downstairs and you actually were very quite emotional or not emot- emot- emotive about the, the, the zombie song. Now, at the moment, we're going through the World Cup, the rugby. Yeah. Everybody's quite interested in celebrating the rugby and everything. And then this song is being used as a kind of political football. Where do you stand on this? This is a this is a, this is a, this is, a, this is a, you were quite interesting on this a few mi- minutes ago. Well,
1: I'm very taken back by the, the negativity about it um, and the opposition to it. And, and then I asked the basic question why can't we just celebrate a win? And what's wrong with uh, the song, you know, mm. Zombie? And in many ways, I was reading uh, Dolores Reardon saying, you know, she, she was a young person that was horrified at the death of a young child from a bomb and wrote as a human being about it. Not politics. You know, wasn't putting, I don't think, a political context on it. Other than the articulating um, in lyrics, the absolute inhumanity of children dying unnecessarily uh, as a result of planting a bomb in in, in a town or in a street. I could never get my head around it. And we have to be unequivocal about that. You know, and I I say the same when when explosions go happen in Gaza. Uh, I said this to the Israeli government. You can't you can't put bombs into urban conurbations. And expect that no one's going to get killed or that children aren't going to get killed or that uh, women and, and mothers and, and, and non-combatants, I hate use that phrase, are, 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 um, because I don't believe, I think the, le- the less violence we can have in our society, the better. So it's rather depressing that in the context of a fantastic, outstanding win against South Africa, which really stirred the nation, that somehow we end up in a debate about the merits or demerits of what I think is a wonderful piece of music and songwriting mm. by a talented artist uh, who this country was proud of. It's uh, also a limerick song. It's a limerick song, which, of course, reflects... A the And limerick one, the, is Monster Rugby. Uh, yes, exactly. I mean, this, well, this is the origin. This is where it's coming from. This is where it's coming from. And we uh, end up... People feel the necessity to call it partitionist or whatever yeah. mentality. And, like, to me, the death that, 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 that of, of, of those two young boys and that explosion in, in, in Warrington, that left a deep impression on me. Uh, at the time, and it was just horrible that the parents lost their kids to a completely.
0: I remember his dad put out a <coughs> tweet recently, going, um, "Colin, or the, the little yeah. boy would have yeah. been forty-five or something yeah. now yeah. today. You know that kind yeah. of thing. You know uh, that's that's where you really feel the life, the life that wasn't led. Yes, so I, the life that wasn't lived. Yes, and yeah. I know that's yeah. something. Of course, that. Yeah, you, I know that's something that 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 kind of grief is something that you. Uh, have been very familiar with in your life as well. And that's been well trodden ground yeah, and yeah, everything and, yeah. and and by the way, we'll the way c- you've talked about that in the past has been has been nothing short of full of dignity and, and well done for doing that. Yeah.
1: Just to say to you that like I was back from the Middle East recently and out there I met the parents of this is very interesting in the northern context. It's a book by a uh, paragon by Colin McCann and the two main characters are fathers who lost their daughters one to the Israeli forces and one to a jihadist bomb in Jerusalem they came together Arab and um, Israeli came together Jews came together uh, and found parent circle and the point being you know let's stop the killing of children into the future and that's I think that's what Dolores Verdon was kind of saying
0: Absolutely to that end more calls coming in uh, listen you're you've, there are a lot of callers online it's like live, <coughs> it's like Liveline I believe you yeah. oh. it's like Liveline here today there are, my, good afternoon to you. My, 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 my screen, my screen is lighting up. Everybody wants to talk to me, Tonishta, Hall Martin. Everybody wants to talk to him. So, do you know we've on the line, Mary Lou McDonald on the line. Say hello. Hello, Mary Lou. Gurmila uh, Mahagut, Tonishta, Bolayiri Um, Very interested in what you're talking about. Very interested to hear your views on zombie. Zombie. Great. I think it's time we cut to the chase. Here, Tanister, I'm going to ask you the question. The election is coming. Change is coming. Are you, or are you not, willing to get into bed with me? Um, Voulez-vous coucher avec moi, Tanister? On la dull, in St. Laba, le Mary Lou.
1: Well, Mary Lou, the fact that you regard me really as the sort of change coming is, is really gratifying.
0: <laughs> I wasn't referring to you. Well, you
1: just said that, that you need change. let not dilly-dally. And you, and you want me to be part of it. Enough of the foreplay. Um, Enough of the foreplay. And, uh, you know,
0: that's...
2: She raises a good point now, uh, you know, Michal. I'm, no. I'm going to take it
0: over from here. So, is there... A, 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 do you, Would you go into government with, with, with Sinn Féin? No, I think w- w- there are policies... You're doing not, that thing again uh, where you do the, the stutter. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you're unsure about what to answer,
1: you do I think they you're they overdoing they 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 like, that And there you're doing it again. Come on, answer the question. i be very said that their policies are not reconcilable with ours. I think they're anti-enterprise, genuinely. Yeah. I think their instinct would be in a crisis to go for the tax weapon. They would start taxing rather than um, doing what might be necessary in terms of, 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 of efficiencies and so on like that. I think they're, they're anti-European. Um, I mean, they voted against every European Union treaty, but what they now say is, um, oh, we're critical. We're, we're members of Europe, but we're critical, whatever that means. So I think there's a lot of lifting up the bonnet and saying, what is under the bonnet in terms of actual Sinn Féin politics. That's
0: what I'm asking, there When are you going to lift up the bonnet and have a good look?
1: Oh, well, I've done that. I'm doing that. You know? And above all, as we discussed earlier, they really <laughs> have to deal with the narrative of, 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 of taking the gun out of Irish politics, not triumphalizing it, as they do too much, in my view. I had Micheal, I had Michael,
0: Micheal, I had Michael McDowell on last week. Yeah. And um, that was fun. Yeah, uh, 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 Different category. Um, he has a great sense of humour. He has. But he was really, really very interesting on a number of subjects. And probably the most emotive of those subjects was Sinn Féin. So could I ask you just to comment in good faith because what I'm what I'm telling you he said you probably know you probably would recognise what he said but I want you to your take on this he told me he said without a shadow of a doubt he said Sinn Féin is a non-democratic party they are handpicked the leader is handpicked she was handpicked by outside forces
1: do you agree? their leadership has been handpicked that's not not a secret that's well known Uh, there hasn't been a contest Uh, either north or south, for the leadership in terms of Michelle O'Neill's position or in terms of Mary Lou's position. Um, To put it charitably, they do contrive situations where they don't have elections uh, for key positions. Um, So it's very deliberative. Um, They do their um, strategic sort of look at what's needed now in their eyes in terms of leadership positions and so forth. Um, And it seems that certain people are told this is not your time and this is not your time. He turn. believes that were they in government,
0: <coughs> the decisions, key decisions would be made
1: from the outside, not the inside. Um, that, there there's clearly is a Politburo there. It's a very democratically centralised, sorry, that, that democratic centralism is yes. the phrase that was used, which the Workers' Party had in a previous iteration yeah. of that party, where there's a control at the centre. Now, I think that will probably moderate over time in terms of, if a party gets bigger and so on like that, it gets more difficult to control. We've seen that in recent times with TDs resigning you know, from Sinn Féin. He said until recently um, they were
0: told that they, they weren't, some of them weren't wearing ties and they were told you've got to start wearing ties
1: now. Yeah, and there was a whole... There was a. I thought an unhealthy control over salaries and all that kind of thing uh, as well where newly elected TDs were literally told uh, where they want to stay, here's the operation, here's how we run things. Okay. Also, and also there is an issue, you see, which means other political parties are more fluid in the sense that like the Fianna Fáil parliamentary party, Fianna Gael parliamentary party, others, um, the TD who's elected by the people is uh, is is, 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 um, is more central or more, the the, the, the fact that the person is elected by a broader electorate is respected within the party structure. Within Sinn Féin, the TD is one of another operative. I mean, the officials or volunteers or workers are seen on the same status. Now, that, that to me is a, very, a significant issue in terms of parliamentary democracy because when I'm elected as a TDS, I'm elected as a Fianna Fáil nominee, I'm a candidate for Fianna Fáil, I get elected for Fianna Fáil ideas, but I'm always very conscious that I, I represent a broader electorate um, and I can't be just become a sort of a complete uh, puppet of the party. Um, and I, 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 there, there are times when I don't feel that like Shinten have quite Made that transition. Parliamentary democracy really is about the power of the ballot box, ultimately on the okay. individual. And there come and look. Okay, people will vote with the party for majority of times, but we all know in, throughout our times, TDs um, respond to a wider audience, which is correct in a parliamentary democracy. Exactly. So, so that sort of tension is there within Sinn Féin. I think still, when I say tension, the balance is more. It sounds like you broadly agree with the balance Michael is. Michael is McTel, then. It's party first. Yeah. All right. uh, at all times gotcha now uh, he, he then said
0: they are a wolf in sheep's clothing if they could get elected into power they stand for state socialism they'll nationalise everything they'll tell half the foreign investment to F off out of the country um, and Etc.
1: That's Michael's take. I mean, I'm not, I'm well, not, what's your I'm not Michael McDowell. I, I, don't, I don't see... That's why I asked you. I, I don't to see state, state national, national nationalisation uh, anytime soon. On, he says they're a hardcore socialist party. But I think what will happen is the ideologues are, 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 are hardcore but I think what happens is what will happen in practice is they will gravitate um, towards an anti-enterprise agenda in, in, in my view because mm. politically they'll want to appeal to their base. I mean, they're very electorally focused in Fein. We all are to a degree, but when you're 100% electorally focused, and I've watched this in the North over time and I'd be critical of this because I think in the North they should have developed more of a stronger cadre of government ministers ministers who with, with experience. I mean, Martin McGuinness was probably the most experienced government minister that they had. Others, they kind of moved around. Mm. So you could be a government minister for two years and then you were a European candidate or you were um, a Westminster always, always, candidate. Pierce Darty you know.
0: in fairness, always impresses me.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, they, in, 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 in the Republic, that hasn't been the case. So they have, they have a core group that have been in the parliament for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But they have been, and they've been very electorally focused. Mm. The problem with that is sometimes you... you you can, if you're overly and 100% electorally focused, policy suffers, decisions suffer. And that would be a a concern. So what I'm trying to say there is that the the, the instinct to higher taxation would certainly be there as the easy way out of all problems. Tax small to medium-sized companies, create a narrative as to why you would do that. Whereas for 50 years, the model of enterprise we've developed in this country has been effective. Whether one agrees or disagrees, whether you come from a socialist or a capitalist yes, perspective, the exactly. actual enterprise model we've developed, small island open economy, has worked okay. in terms of job creation and so on. It's, and we need to be careful it that to me, undermine that.
0: It sounds to me, in <coughs> fairness, it sounds to me that what you're saying that the Sinn Féin are pretty much incompatible with with Fáil, to be honest with you, in everything you've said there. And, and that that in in unless you're leading me down the wrong way, that leads me to believe there is very little chance that Fianna Fáil are going to discuss going into a, a, a government
1: with Sinn Féin. And if not... They're saying the same about fine. us. And, uh, if not, you know.
0: and if not, play a game with me. What, what kind of what kind of a situation, what kind of an, a, a, a vista can you see after the 2024 election?
1: Well, I think what we have is a fragmented party political system. Mm. Multi-CPR, proportional representation gives you that. It's meant to give you that. Yes, choice, choice, choice. Didn't give it to Ireland for a long time, but now we have lots of independents, smaller parties. So I think you're going to get a fragmented door. But there's a whole range of scenarios can develop after that. I think the very fact that this time out we formed a government where we changed the Taoiseach ship is evidence of an evolving political uh, maturity depending what way you look at it, mm-hmm. or system. Um, I, I, we, we did confidence and supply, which helped the country through Brexit. Didn't help us as a party, to be frank. Um, but all of that created new options and scenarios. Um, but what I will need is um, the smaller parties and other parties willing to roll up the sleeves as well And wanting to be part of a new government. Okay. Um, whereas last time, not all parties wanted to be in the government. And certainly in 2016, not all parties wanted to be in government.
0: OK, new caller on the line. Are you ready? Yeah.
1: Uh, this is a Bertie Hearn has just called in. Don't you want to say hello? Hello, Bertie. How are you?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> How are you, me? <laughs> Jesus. This is a this is a, a fantastic f- p- 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 podcast altogether. Uh, uh, I'm enjoying this. I'm thinking of starting one. Well, I have one myself on on Nord, Nord, Northern Ireland, of course. But you're fascinating on a number of subjects and interesting to hear about the political maturity and stuff that you've you've evolved into. I, I wanted to thank thank you for 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 getting me back into the fold. Uh, and I heard you talking about w- wolf and sheep cloning there. <laughs> but, uh, I say like um, th- th- thanks for that for, for starters, and, and and for greasing over the the the, the, the or mulling over the grease or whatever you you, 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 do, you do apple tarts or something or whatever. But uh, but I was just wondering um, can, 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 w- 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 would you be interested in, in, in taking it a, a step further in twenty twenty five and 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 offering me the the, 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 the backing of the, of the of the parliamentary well, uh, par- to, the, just... the, back- well uh, the backing of the parliamentary party for for, for maybe. The, 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 um, ours, the
1: Ours I better just want to congratulate you on the Dubs winning the All-Ireland um, that, that, that was a long time ago Now was just uh, a couple of months ago yeah. I got like seeds a delight and um, I really appreciate what you said about yeah. the Cork hurlers the, 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 as well and the Cork footballers and uh, you know your your mm. father came from Cork and your mother came from Cork oh, that's and, right uh, yeah. my, my, my uncle came from Cork as I well. I let the lads my know my dog I let them all know that you're hoping that Cork can do it next year in the hurling and I'm hoping we do it in the football as well but you know so I know that's your focus at the moment
0: my focus <laughs> well, just uh, just just the, just the, 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 the presidency. Just the, if I did run, what would
1: What, 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 yeah, was it, what yeah. would you do? I uh, would, well, you know, Bertie. You'll, you'll have to be clearer than that now. You know, <laughs> it's a hypothetical. It's a hypothetical. Whatever. It's a hypothetical, <laughs> okay. it's it's, it's a sure, who knows, Bertie? What will happen in twenty twenty five? As you said yourself, you know. Well.
2: Uh, <laughs>
1: Uh, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't. be talking about this, Mario, anyway. Mario you know, can you ask him? But, but, but sorry, we shouldn't okay, be talking about this. I mean, we. we would you? I'd never like talk about the presidency when. My, Michal, would, you, would you back him? incumbent president? Would you back? You know? would, could he be a Fianna uh, yeah, Could he be a Fianna candidate? Well, as you know, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing your stuttering again.
0: Are oh, you? are you're admitting it. You're, least, you're actually
1: literally avoiding the question. Not it's a, a tricky one which question Oh, I thought Bertie right. oh, oh, I, I, yeah but you see what we used to say in Bertie Oris yeah but you have to decode Bertie you see yeah, yeah. okay I'm telling ta- you um, Bertie Oris I don't think Bertie is going for the Oris but if he did <laughs> um, I, I think there could be others going for the Oris you know, so we see. <laughs>
0: Jesus you asked you
1: answered it like he would <laughs> are you going for the Oris Bertie well, uh, the, 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 the,
0: the, the <laughs> there could be other people going for the Oris I mean then the know what's going on but Harrington could be going for the Oris as far as I know so you refuse to rule it out anyway Rule which out. Backing Bertie.
1: Well, I mean, in terms of the the orders, I think we'll um, the, <laughs> the, party ref, the party will the party will reflect on red. this at the time. Of song. Uh, wait, it's not on our horizon at the moment. Okay, I don't see it happening, but it's not on our horizon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's excellent. In terms of the presidency and all of that, yeah. Uh
0: Just a, 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 a Enda Kenny's on the line. Say hello, ender. How, how's it going? <laughs> Good afternoon. <laughs> boom boom. Great to talk to you, Michal. Fantastic! I'm really enjoying the podcast, and of course, um, I just wanted to ask you just a basic question, really. Hello, are you there?
1: I'm here. I was well, going to say Herbert Bertie. No, no, <laughs> no! Don't, don't,
0: don't get the two of us mixed up. I just wanted to know. Uh, I love Bruce Springsteen, as you know. I love playing air guitar, and uh, I like a bit of Garth. Garth Garth Brooks. I I like if you, who, who are your musical fantasies?
1: Oh, Maybe Simon and fantasies. Garfunkel. Yeah, Simon and Garfunkel. Neil Diamond. Okay, I Neil Diamond for a song. Oh, I am. I said.
0: I am. I said. I am. I <laughs> said. I am. Said I. <laughs> yes, you have it. Uh,
1: yeah. I love yeah. Neil Diamond.
0: Forever in blue jeans, jeans babe. Jeans. That's a good one as well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Money I talks.
2: talks. <laughs> That's a Sinn Féin, um, Shane <laughs> one.
1: Um, so there's a great si- sense of Simon, Simon Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, yeah, the boxer. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, the boxer. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hello, darkness, my, my old friend. friend. That's a good one, yeah?
1: A oh, Brilliant. Bridge bridge over troubled, troubled water. water. All of them, yeah. Yes. Artists.
0: Sinn Féin are happy to be a bridge over troubled waters for Fianna Fáil,
1: yeah, but the, Would the bridge be steady? <laughs> <laughs> OK, let's move on. I could say worse, but I won't.
0: <laughs> my thanks to Micheál Martin for engaging and sharing... With me, and uh, the second half of a very revealing interview, I think, um, will be this time next week on the Mario Rosenstock podcast, podcast. So, part two next week. So much more in it, including his staunch defense of freedom of speech and his concerns about the increasing lack of it on university campuses, his views on the recent violent protests that took place outside Leinster House, the housing crisis, the presidency, and also if he was to get into a boxing ring with one other Irish politician, who would he choose? Anyway, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you can, tell one other person about the Mario Rosenstock podcast. That's all I ask. And um, you can get in touch with me personally, Rosenstock at gmail.com if you wish. I'm on Twitter at Mario. Thanks for listening. Same time, same place for part two of Hall Martin on the Mario Rosenstock podcast next week. Bye-bye.